0: What's up, Raider Nation? Matt Holder with Silver and Black Pride here. The Raiders are back on the road this week to take on the Tennessee Titans. For, so for our Behind Enemy Lines podcast this week, please welcome Jimmy Morris from Music City Mir- Miracles, SB Nation's site that covers the Titans. Jimmy, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, Jimmy, I always start these out just by talking about the team in general. Monday Night Football wasn't too kind to the Titans the other night. So I'm just curious, how are you feeling about the team? What are the expectations moving forward?
1: Well, listen, they obviously the, it has not started the way that, that we mm-hmm. hoped it would start. Um, you know, not, not surprised that we went to Buffalo and lost, right? I mean, that's, right. they're really good. <laughs> I mean, I think right. they're probably the best team in the AFC, I mean, right now, especially. Um, tough place to play, all that stuff. Going up there and getting boat raced was not <laughs> what we expected. And the Titans I mean, the Titans beat the Bills last year on Night Football. And that, that game was in Nashville. But, um, you know, it, the Titans have been a team that has traditionally been able to keep those types of games close. Um, they've actually thrived in those types of games under Mike Brable, uh, where, they, where they're pretty significant underdogs, a, a game that people don't – like nobody expects them to win. They've done well in those games. Uh, last night, it just kind of – the wheels kind of came off in the very beginning. Terrible one gets hurt in the first play of the game. Titans left tackle. The, the offensive line is not really that good anyway, but then when he goes out, it's especially not good. Um, so you had that. They lost Harold Landry, their outside linebacker, edge rusher, uh, the week before the season started to an ACL injury in practice. A guy they paid this offseason um, was a really big part of their defense. I mean, not not not, not only being able to get after the passer, like he does. But, um, I mean, he stayed on the field. He played like 75 80% of the snaps last year. Um, good good against the run, all that, all that kind of stuff too. So lost him. But, hey, still got Bud Dupree, who is, is a really good player, you know, a year now removed from an ACL injury that he was kind of coming back from last year. Um, got Jeffrey Simmons, who, uh, I mean, I think he's the second or third best defensive tackle in the game. Got Danico Audrey I mean, They've got guys that can bring pressure. Now, uh, Bud Dupree gets hurt on, on, in the first series <laughs> last night as well. Um, so it just kind of, everything just kind of went, went downhill. And when you can't pressure Josh Allen, things are bad. The Titans best corner didn't play last night with a hamstring injury. Um, so just, just kind of, it, it was just kind of a culmination of, of all those types of things. So, um, you know, not, not to make excuses. I mean, you, you still, the offense was still pretty much together. Like, like I said, minus the lawn, uh, couldn't, couldn't get anything going on offense. Couldn't, couldn't generate any type of run game, pass game, any of that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, there, there's concerns with this team. I mean, you know, they they traded A.J. Brown on draft night and drafted Traylon Burks, who's, who's been fine, but um, lost the guy that was there, the guy that they could go to to make plays when teams were stopping Derrick Henry. Um, so traded him away that night. And so now you, you don't have that guy in the offense. And so we're, we've got a bunch of questions about, what this team's going to be able to do offensively if they can't get Derrick Henry going. And there's questions about Derrick Henry. Um, you know, not only with with the questions about the line, but Derrick Henry missed the majority of the year last year with broken foot. Derrick Henry mm-hmm. is getting to that age w- for running backs where they typically fall off. Now, Derrick Henry is, <laughs> I mean, you look at the dude, he's a, he's a different breed um, mm-hmm. than, than your typical running back, but still, I mean, history tells us that he, he is at that point where it's going to be going downhill for him. He hasn't been effective in these first two games. Uh, It's hard to say how much of that's the line, how much of that's him. He's traditionally been a slow starter. I mean, his yards per carry in September is the lowest of any month uh, throughout his career for a month. Um, And I I think it's just a matter of he's in such good shape. He's such a big guy that as defenses wear down, as defensive players wear down, you know, just the the nicks and bruises as you get throughout a season – um, he gets stronger and then, you know, guys don't want to tackle him when they see him coming, especially smaller guys in the secondary and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, so I mean, I don't, we don't know how that's going to play out down the road if we're going to see a similar type thing. But right now, a lot of questions with this team and a, and a lot of things that those of us who follow the team closely and felt like, OK, the, the national media is maybe making too much of these losses. Um, right now, those people seem to be spot on, and we're we're still left asking a bunch of questions. So, um, I mean, obviously, you, you can't feel great about where the team is right now. Now, the the saving grace here is that they play in the AFC South, which I think is unquestionably the worst division in football. Um, so, I mean, I, I think they still have a good shot to win the division just because nobody else in the division's any good. So, um, th- there is that. I mean, if they were if they were looking like they're looking in, in y'all's division, in the AFC West. I mean, I would say it's you know go ahead and start doing draft coverage right because i mean you're just not you're not digging out of out of a hole like that when those teams are that good but that's not the case for the titans um the, the team that everybody you know thought was going to be their number one competition in the division the, the Colts have looked just as bad as the titans so um you know there's there's still that kind of lurking out there but a lot of question marks before we get to the point to where we can actually start talking about what happens down the road
0: well as someone who covers an and 2 team in the uh, the afc west so i will uh have to, well, i have to say, I'll have to push back a little bit. I think people get a little bit mad if I start covering the draft already in September. Well, but, uh, hang, <laughs> no, hang no, on,
1: I'm, just no, no, no. That, I'm just saying, like as yeah. as bad as the Titans have looked at o and two, oh, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, it, it, there's not all O and twos are created equal. As as bad as they've looked in losing a game to the Giants, who are a bad team, and yeah. then you know being terrible last night. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah.
0: No, absolutely. I 100 100 get where you're coming from. I'm sitting here uh, with the Raiders being 0 and 2, looking up at the up at the Chiefs still at at 2 and 0, and. The Chargers, who they lost to, thinking it could, could be a long year, but obviously got 15 more games to play, but definitely. Well, I want to move on and start off talking about Ryan Tannehill because obviously the quarterback got to start there. And Tannehill's had plenty of strong years with the, or in Nashville where he's basically revived his career. But the last few years, it feels like it's kind of been maybe a little bit on the decline. I'm curious, what's your assessment of Tannehill so far?
1: Yeah, so Tannehill, when he, you know, they traded for him. Um, I think it was – they sent a fourth-round pick to the Dolphins for him. Dolphins basically paid his his salary, what, what they had – what they still owed him. Um, so, it was a really good deal for John Robinson. He was brought in to back up Marcus Mariota. And, um, you know, things the, – the wheels kind of came off on on Mariota in that first season. And so, uh, well, Tannehill was here, here for a whole year as the backup. And then uh, – I can't – I think it was six games in. Second season, he takes over. Brian Tannehill does, and is really, really good. Um, so this is three years ago. The Titans end up going to the AFC Championship game, losing to the Chiefs. And then the next year comes back, um, really efficient, has a has a great year. Um, you know, takes care of the football is really good in the play action game. Um, obviously, you know, having Derrick Henry back helps back there helps with all of that. Um, w- was really, really good in that season. Now, the in that Chiefs game, in the AFC Championship game in 2019, um, the Chiefs bottled up Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry couldn't get going in that game, and Tannehill couldn't do enough to, you know, put the team on his back and win that game, all right? Fast forward to the next year, times in the AFC South host a playoff game against the Ravens. Same kind of deal. Ravens come in here, bottle up Derrick Henry. Tannehill can't put the team on his back and, and g- kind of get him over that hump, right? Then last year, you have um, – Derrick Henry getting hurt. So you lose Arthur Smith, who was the Titans' offensive coordinator, who's now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, You bring in Todd Downing, who, I mean, Raiders fans are familiar with. He's terrible. I don't understand why they promoted him. I don't understand why they (laughs) retained him. That's a whole other thing. um, And then everybody gets hurt, right? So the Titans trade for Julio Jones in that offseason. We're all excited about that. Julio is broken down at this point. I mean, I'm an Alabama fan. Love Julio Jones. He's like the, you know, uh, of this uh, this right. era of Alabama football. He was the first guy, you know, the first offensive guy, especially. Um, but he's just, he's done. He's broken down at this point. The legs just aren't there. Um, with it, bring him in. Got AJ Brown. Got Derrick Henry. We're all excited, right? It's gonna be great. Well, Julio can't stay on the field. AJ ends up getting hurt, and so does Derrick Henry, right? So, right. so Tannehill struggled last year, but you give him a little bit of a pass, right? With all that <laughs> happening, sure. Um, you know, with not that you think the offense is gonna run for Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's not there. You think you've got these two dynamic receivers on the outside. They're in and out of the lineup. Um, I, I, they may have played in like two or three games together. Okay. So, um, you know, all those things, you, you, you kind of give them a little bit of a pass there. Get, get in the playoffs. Again, Derrick Henry comes back for that game. So this is the first – the playoff game last year against the Bengals, time for the one seed, get the bye. Playoff game against the Bengals, everybody's healthy and on the field. Julio's out there. AJ's out there. Derrick Henry's back. It, it, it all set up for what they had planned from the beginning. Excuse me, from the beginning, that hadn't come together yet. It all sets up for this playoff game, and then Ryan Tannehill is terrible. Throws an interception on, the, on his first. He throws an interception on the first play of the game. Throws an interception on the last play of the game, or the last Titans offensive play of the game, and then it has another pick in between there. And honestly, like I mean, the Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times that game. Um, if if Ryan Tannehill throws two interceptions instead of three, the Titans win. Titans could have won the Super Bowl last year if Ryan Tannehill was just serviceable. I mean, that they, they were really that good. If everybody said healthy, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, all that to say, he's been good for the most part, but he hasn't been a guy that can really take the team, you know, put the team on its back and, at times when Derrick Henry is not effective. And we're seeing – I mean, listen, last night he threw two picks in the second half. He should have thrown another pick earlier in the game that, that a guy dropped. And he's just—he's gotten in a habit of just—he has these lapses where he just doesn't see a defender and throws it right to a guy. Gotcha. Um, that's been a thing that for the first for the first year and a half as a starter here, he, he wasn't doing that. But the last two years, last you know last year, and then in a couple games this year, I mean, he just has gotten in tendency of doing that. So um, he's he's their quarterback this year, um, but I think that this is probably his last year here with the Titans.
0: So, you kind of, uh, I think you kind of answered my, my next question a little bit, which was going to be about Malik Willis. Obviously, they drafted him in the third round um, backup for this year. So, are you saying that maybe next year is probably the ideal circumstance for Malik Willis to take over, or maybe it could even see that even sooner?
1: No, I think, I mean, I, I think they would love for Tannehill to be, you know, good this year, Willis to spend a year learning behind him, and then for him to, that them to feel confident enough to move on from Ryan Tannehill after this season. I think that's what they would love to happen. Um, I, we don't – I don't think we see Malik Willis this year unless – well, I mean if Kenny Hill gets hurt. Or unless it just gets so bad that they're out of it and they want to get him some playing time. We saw in the preseason, Malik Willis got a, like – I mean, three, three preseason games, he probably played – so that's what, 12 quarters. I mean, he probably played 10 of 12 quarters in the preseason. Um, so we saw a lot of him. And uh, he got a lot better from week one to week three. I mean, you could see some big deficiencies in his game in week one. He cleaned a lot of that stuff in week three. Still a lot of stuff he needs to work on. You know, just typical stuff sure. from a guy that hasn't been a pro style offense. All, all those types of things. Um, so, I think – I feel good about him having a chance to be good. He's obviously coachable um, because, like I said, you, you just saw things that he was doing wrong in, in that first game that he didn't do wrong again in that third game. So, um, feel good about where he is as far as all that's concerned. But, yeah, ideally, he doesn't see the field it, it, until next year.
0: Gotcha. So diving into the Titans' weapons, I want to start with the rookie that you brought up, Traylon Burks. How has he looked so far, and has his route tree expanded? Because I know that was one of the issues with him at, at Arkansas.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty good. Um, he, he's kind of in an impossible situation with the fan base here because <laughs> he, he's the guy that's replacing A.J. Brown. Um, and that's hard. not, yeah. you know, that's not fair to him, but I mean, <laughs> you know, within a span of five minutes on draft night, they traded A.J. Brown and they drafted Sheldon Burks. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that, that's a tough spot for him, but he, he's been good. He had the the conditioning stuff that, in OTAs um, where he came in and he was out of shape, but he showed up for training camp in shape. It's been fairly healthy um, for training camp. And uh, when they've targeted him, targeted him in games uh, so far, it's gone well. I mean, he's – he had three or four catches last night. Had two or three catches in the first game, um, catches that were contested. I mean, that kind of stuff. Like he's a he's a big physical guy. He's not a burner. He's not gonna he's not gonna get a lot of separation, but he doesn't need a lot of separation. He's, he's kind of one of those guys. So um, I, I think they're happy with where he is. There's still some things he needs to work on in his game. And again, like he 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 missed time in those OTAs because of the conditioning stuff. Um, and so I think he missed some valuable work that he could have gotten in. In, in that time, so I mean, I think he, there's still some things that he needs to refine, and yeah, route tree and that kind of stuff. But man, I mean, the offense was so bad last night; like everything was just so bad mm-hmm. that it, it's uh, it's hard to see really where anybody is. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, I think overall they're they're pretty pleased with, with what they've gotten from him so far. They need to give him more. Um, and again, like we have issues with Todd Downing's packages <laughs> and guys he puts on the field. and I mean, it's all like it, it's all kind of a mess. But um, you know, he played more snaps in in, in this game last night than he did in week one. So hopefully, that'll keep keep trending in that direction because he needs to be. I mean, Robert Woods should be their number one, but Traylon Burke should unquestionably be their number two.
0: I gotta say, Jimmy, I don't wish you any pain, but it is nice to hear somebody else be complaining about uh Todd Downing and his play calling for for a change. So as as you mentioned, we we suffered through that for a season over here in uh in silver and black. So
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like it's unbelievable and like it, it he's so bad and I, <laughs> I just don't understand I, I mean I guess it's the deal where Vrabel likes him and wants to like, keep him around give him a chance or whatever he's bad last year I mean I don't want to you hate to call for somebody's head after two games and we weren't but like so that's what everybody like some people will be like well it's only two games it's not two games it's all of last season yeah plus the first two games of this year you know so anyway yeah like I yeah. said y'all, y'all are familiar with it if anybody <laughs> is so exactly
0: I want to pivot back a little bit to the wide receivers. Robert Woods is another new face that you brought up as potentially being the number one receiver out in Tennessee. So what do you think he adds to the Titans' offense?
1: Well, I mean, he's a guy that can move all over the formation. Um, you know, the Rams would would line him on the backfield, handing him the ball. Um, the Titans did that once in the Giants game. Um, a, a guy that just knows how to get open, knows how to run routes, um, understands defenses. The Titans love a receiver that can block. Uh, I mean, it's crazy yeah. through all the different regimes that have been here. Uh, they all, like, one of the first things they talk about in receivers is, is how will they block, which I don't <laughs> – I mean, like that shouldn't be the top of the – anyway. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he does all that in the run game. You understand why you do that with an offensive run, Derek Henry, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, he's coming off an ACL injury himself and um, has it, it, fully participated in training camp, uh, had had no limitations, um, Has has been out there um i think they only tar- he was only targeted twice in the first game and maybe two or three times last night um and then he had he had a big play on, on a screen pass that ended up getting called back for a, for a ben jones face mask but um it has looked good when they've been able to give him the ball they just they just haven't really gotten the ball and again i think that's more of a scheme issue than a robert <laughs> woods issue but um you know it, it's it's hard to tell at this point really but um, I, I, I feel good about where he is if they can kind of get the offense moving.
0: We have to talk about the King, Derrick Henry. We already talked about him a little bit because we can't talk about the Titans without talking about him. And I think everyone knows how dominant and how hard he can be to stop. So, But I'm curious if there's any sort of chink in the armor. Is How have teams bottled him up or kind of kept him at bay in the
1: past? Well, again, <laughs> you throw a nine-man box up there, and most of the time yeah. you would pivot, pivot away from the run. Um, Titans don't do that too much uh so i mean that, that's the thing and like I, again I, it's hard to say this year if he is different or if they just haven't been able to, to get him going yet um gotcha. you know he's a guy that it 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 takes him a minute to get to full speed but once he gets to full speed i mean he's just a monster because he's so big he's so fast he has a stiff arm that, you know you see all the highlights from um so that's the thing they, they, they've got to figure out ways to, to get him going uh, he needs, he needs a whole, I mean, the, the first, the game against the Giants, I think he was, I can't remember which side it was, but does the like expected yards per run play or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think Henry was the worst at, at, or he was the worst or second worst in week one, as far as like leaving yards on the field, which is usually the exact opposite with him. Like usually right. he's creating yards for things that aren't there. But again, I don't know how much of that is just rust. Um, you know, because he played he played in the playoff game last year. He didn't play in the preseason at all this year, didn't do a whole lot in training camp, which, I mean, is understandable. But, so I don't know how much of that is him working the rust off, how much of that is him being slowed down, offensive line, I mean, all those things. So, um, you know, I there was no reason really to believe last year before he got hurt that he was in his decline. But it's just, it's hard to say where he is on that curve now since we haven't seen much of him over the past, you know, it. I mean, almost twelve months at this point. Gotcha. You
0: mentioned Taylor Luan's injury, and I know we're as of Tuesday of, as of Tuesday night, the recording of this podcast. I don't believe we've had any sort of status updates, but obviously, left after one play, didn't look good, kind of hobbled off. If he isn't able to play on Sunday, who fills in uh, for Titans at left tackle, and what are they kind of going to be missing on the offensive line?
1: Yeah, so I mean, that's the the biggest problem that the Titans have on the offensive line right now is the fact that they have invested so much in the, in the offensive tackle position and have gotten so little from it. So um, I guess three years ago at this point, three drafts ago, they drafted Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia in the first round. He goes for your offensive tackle. Yeah. He's (laughs) goes crazy. I don't don't know what, yeah, what all went there, but I mean, he played a handful of special teams snap for this special team snaps for this team. And then, you know, ends up getting, well, I guess they traded it, um, mm-hmm. traded in the offseason, um, you know, and then goes to the Dolphins. Dolphins cutting whatever. Um, so, you know, they they follow up with Dylan Raidens in the second round uh, in the next draft, and he um, just for whatever reason they can't get him on the field. Um, he played okay. He had a fill in for LaWan in a game last year. It was a it was a I think Thursday night game against the uh, against the Forty Nine ers, and so you are like that's a, that's a tough. Assignment right, drawing you know Bosa, and he, and he did well. Like he played pretty well playing left tackle. um But for whatever reason, like it, the the right tackle job was his to win in training camp this this year, and he didn't win it. It ended up going to Nicholas Petit Friere, who was a third round pick out of Ohio State in this in this draft this year. So um now I think they're trying him at guard. Uh, it, it's just it, it's been a disaster trying to find a right tackle. Okay, well now now you got to find a left tackle. <laughs> Um, Dennis Daly is the guy that played there last night when the when lawn got hurt. Uh, he did fine. Um, but a guy that they uh, they acquired in a trade from the Panthers right at the end of training camp. The Panthers were probably going to cut him. Um, I think the Titans just kind of jumped the gun there to, to get him here. I mean, like I said, he's fine, but he's not, he, he's not great by any means. And it's just kind of more question marks for an offensive line that has a lot of question marks. And, again, when you're a team that's predicated on – running the football controlling the clock and you've got all those question marks up front. It's just not good. Lawan has been really good for this team. Now he tore his ACL two years ago and was kind of in and out of the lineup last year. Um, I know he, I want to say he missed either two or three games and maybe missed part of one, another one. Um, I think part of it's just not trusting the knee after the injury. Um, and then part of it is the that he just wasn't, you know, all the way back at this point. So um, I don't know. There was kind of a conflicting report tonight. Uh, there was a report that he, he might miss the rest of the season, but then the guy who reported that kind of came back and said, "Well, we're not really—they're not really sure yet on that." So I, I think it's safe to say he doesn't play this week. Um, but I don't gotcha. know what the, the prognosis is for him going forward.
0: So if you have got Petit Fere, and then sorry, who'd you say was the other the guy filling in for left at the for one?
1: Dennis Daly is who played there. Uh, Monday night and I, I mean I guess he will I guess he'll be the guy that plays if the one can't go Gotcha
0: so if it's those two Versus Max Crosby and Chandler Jones how are you Feeling about that matchup
1: Yeah I mean not ah, great um, <laughs> know, I, I don't know like uh, I don't know How you could but I guess They'll have to try to figure something out to sort of Slow that down But yeah. it, it, like I said it's just it's been Rough man and um, I, I don't know yeah so I, you, you Want to you would like to have A kind of a soft landing spot for of these guys in their, you know, and I mean, Daly's third game of the Titans, Freer's, Petit Friere's third game, you know, in the league. But that, that doesn't get any easier with who's coming in this week.
0: Yeah, for sure. Ben Jones is a guy that's been holding it down at center for a while now. Can you say, or what would you say he brings to the Titans offense as far as, you know, leadership and that kind of standpoint
1: and on the field? Yeah, well, I mean, he's just a nasty dude. Like, um, you know, what nice. you want an offensive lineman to be. Um, and, yeah, he's been here for a long time, uh, has been the leader of this offensive line for a long time. All the guys look up to him. The Titans made a point to bring him back this year. Um, again, again, a guy that is probably at the end of his career, right? I mean, I, he has this year, and I don't I don't know if he'll play next year or not what they'll wait and see. But um, a guy that has been just really solid for them. And they had – I mean, it's just funny going all the way back to when Jeff Fisher was the head coach here, Mike Munchak was the offensive line coach. I mean, the Titans could they could pull anybody in and make them an interior offensive lineman. I mean, they had a, a, just such a run of success with guys that were six, seven on draft pick, undrafted free agents. Guys they came in, developed into good players, and those guys you know ended up going and signing big contracts elsewhere. And the Titans could just pull up another guy and replace him. That they've had so much trouble with that since since Mike Munchak. You know, Munchak was the head coach for a couple of years and then you know left after when he, when he was fired. Um, and so they just haven't been able to, they haven't been able to draft and develop guys. But they signed Ben Jones as a free agent from the Texans, and he's been really good for them. And has really been the one constant in this offensive line for for the time that he's been here. So yeah, he's a he's a really important piece of what they do.
0: Moving on to the defense, Jeffrey Simmons has become a beast at defensive tackle over the last couple of years. Can you give us a brief breakdown of what he brings to the table?
1: Yeah, so I mean, he is a guy that they got. Um, I mean, he was a steal where they got him in the draft. Um, You know, had the ACL injury uh, when he was training, getting ready for that draft, and then he had the incident while he was in college. Um, So, you know, a guy that that fell down draft boards, um, but has been a steal for them. And he just has that rare combination combination of that power-speed combo, Um, a guy that's just a really long guy. Um, And one of those guys that you see when you see him, he doesn't look like a defensive tackle cause he's just so like long and, and like big. And so he, he doesn't look like the, the like typically what you think of when you see a defensive tackle, but um, just, just a guy that can wreck a game from the inside. Um, you know, and the, the thing that, the thing that he was able to do last year was, you know, defenses or offenses weren't able to focus on him as much because you had guys coming off the edge that were good players that have focus on. Titans also assigned to Nico Autry last off season um, and, and he came in made a big impact. So just a bunch of different things that offense had to focus on and couldn't focus as much on taking Jeffrey Simmons away. I'm a little bit concerned about how that's gonna look now with Landry out with Dupree. We're not sure what his status is going to be this week. Um, but yeah, he's just like just a guy that is one of those high motor guys that, that's getting after every single play and has the athleticism to um, you know use a variety of moves. He's not like a one trick pony. He can do a bunch of different stuff uh, to collapse the pocket, good good and run support as well. So, uh, just a really good player, like I said. I mean, I think, I mean, he's a second. Or like I said, he's the second or third best defensive tackle in the league. I mean, you'd be crazy to put him ahead of, of Aaron Donald, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's he's definitely in that next group.
0: So I'm kind of curious: is he starting to get that Aaron Donald treatment, where he's getting you know double team after double team after double team?
1: Yeah, he is, and so that's what. Um, so two years ago, when they had Harold Landry and nobody else, uh, that's that, and they double teamed every time. And so mm-hmm. early in the year, he, was, he, was, he had success because teams hadn't figured out how good he was yet. Gotcha. But once that became apparent, then they started doing that, and it kind of took him away. Well, last year, like I said, teams weren't able to do that as much because the Titans had so many different things they could do on defense. And so that's when he really came on. I mean, he had two and a half, three sacks in that game against the Bengals. Uh, I mean, and just, you know, it, that's how you've got to – if you're going to disrupt a passing game, uh, in today's NFL, you need you have to do it from you know collapsing the pocket, and he's just so good at doing that, and so that's why he's been so valuable to this team.
0: Gotcha. So you bring up Brad Dupree's injury, and I think he's. It sounds like he's kind of in question. I don't know. Have you got? Have you guys gotten an update on his status? I know it was just you know a night ago or anything, but does he yeah. look like he might play?
1: I, we don't have any idea. Um, you know, he he didn't come back last night. Uh, Mike Rabel did say today that it, they don't expect it to be a long term thing. Um, gotcha. And that's, that's more than you usually get from Brable. But <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, that means uh, uh, it sounds to me like he's probably not going to IR, but I, I don't think that we really have any idea of what he's going to be able to do this week.
0: Gotcha. For, so for a minute, let's pretend like he's not going to play. Um, obviously missing, but Dupree and Harold Landry is a pretty big loss. So who kind of is going to be that next guy up? You brought up another former Raider in uh, Danico Autry. Is he kind of the next edge rusher in line?
1: Yeah. So he has, uh, he's been really good for this team and he has done some edge stuff, has done some stuff where he lines up, you know, like D D tackle. Um, so, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty versatile for them, but yeah, they'll have to use him more off of the edge if, if Dupree can't go. They've got a second year guy in Rashad Weaver who um, missed most of the year last year with a broken leg, but uh, he has, he's been good. He was good for them in the preseason. I think they were, Really excited about where he was last year before he got hurt. Um, and, and so he's been a guy that has, has been able to help. And then they've got, like, the next guy is Ola Denier, who is, you know, really a special teams ace, but has been able to give him a little something in, in the pass rush. So he, he got banged out for a minute in the game last night as well, but he ended up coming back. So I think, I think he's fine. But um, – and then after that, it just kind of makes a match. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of depth there. I mean, like I said, I, I think they felt like they did coming in. But yeah. you know, once all these guys get hurt, it it's hard to be that deep.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. It's like uh I feel like depth is kind of like that old Mike Tyson quote where it's like everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face, everyone has depth till you get two injuries to you two edge rushers, uh <laughs> and by week two. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, for sure. At linebacker, Zach Cunningham was a late season pickup after after last things didn't uh excuse me, after things didn't work out in Houston last season. So, what do you anticipate he's going to bring to Tennessee's defense?
1: Well, you know that they brought him in last year, um, a guy that is familiar with with Brable. with him and with the Texans before Brable came here, um, and he was really good when they brought him in last year. He has not been good in the first two games this year. I don't know what the what the, <laughs> what the problem is there, um, but just you know has missed some tackles. Uh, and just seemed to be uh, – there were a couple times last night where it just really looked like he was out of place uh, when he dropped back in zone coverage. So, um, But last year he was really good and was a, was a big um, a big find for this team because he gave them just another guy that could help stop the run. They had Rashad Weaver, who is now with the Falcons, who was the first-round pick the same year Harold Landry came out, um, who they thought was going to be their guy that they were going to have there for a long time, who just ended up not, not being very good. And so um, Cunningham w- w- really fill the big need that they had last year. And so, I, like I said, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I think sometimes guys just kind of get in the funk, and he just appears to be there right now. But I, I, I anticipate him being good, but he hasn't been so far this year.
0: So I'll be honest. I don't know much about the rest of the Titans linebackers, so can you enlighten me? Is there anyone else that we sh- that Raider fans should know about?
1: Well, the, the other guy is David Long, David Long Jr., um, who is was a, a good find for them. Um, the Titans, as much as they've struggled with early-round draft picks, they've been really good on, like, day three. Um, Long's a guy that they can cover a little bit and, and can stop the run as well. So he, he's the other guy that will be on the field, in, you know, in those three, four sets, and, and he's he's a great player.
0: One of my draft cru- crushes over the past uh, past year was Roger McCreary. Can you give us or just, I guess, mainly just me an update on how he's doing? Uh, I'm, I saw you starting, so I feel like that's got to be a good sign.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, they are really encouraged by him. Um, a guy that was a – it was a big surprise uh, to a lot of us when they took him in the second round because, you know, they took a first-round corner in Caleb Farley the year before, um, who, you know, that hasn't hasn't panned out so well so far. But it's early. Um, but mm-hmm. they – you know, he, he's been really good. And I think eventually the, the idea is that he'll be their slot corner. Um, he has played outside mainly on early downs. At least this was this is what he did uh, when Christian Fulton was was healthy and playing. Gotcha. Um, so in week in week one, and Vrabel said basically that was because they just w- didn't want to give him too much too soon. Uh, there's just a, you know a lot of responsibilities for a slot corner on early downs. You got run fits and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so they were letting him play outside on early downs and then moved him inside third down passing downs that, that that type of stuff. But yeah, he's really good. I mean, he was one of the guys that everybody raved about all throughout training camp. Um, you know, and a guy that I guess fell in the draft because his arms are not long enough, you mm-hmm. know, but when you watch his tape, uh, of what he was able to do going up against, you know, the sec has some pretty good receivers and, and yeah. he was good against all those guys. So, um, a guy that I, I think they felt like they got really good value and yeah, he's, he's been good for them early on.
0: Yeah. He was a guy kind of going on a little bit of a tangent here when, uh, like I said, I loved his film. And when I saw he had short arm measurements, I was completely shocked by just because he used them so well to get past breakups. Like there were plays where he'd, you know, be on the opposite side, getting, knocking the ball down. I was very shocked to see him have those short arms, but like you said, I feel like he uses them well and knows how to maneuver his body, which is uh, in my opinion, a little bit more important at corner.
1: Yeah. Like I said, they, they've, been, they've been, he's been one of the, one of the guys that's really, that has really popped off as far as you know, training camp, preseason, all that kind of stuff. Definitely.
0: One guy that I think is con- consistently underrated in the NFL is safety Kevin Byard. So I just want to give you the floor for a second and the opportunity to stand on a soapbox and let people know who Kevin Byard is.
1: Yeah. So again, this is one of those things that, um, you know, early on, John Robinson, Titans GM, we didn't, you know, know a whole lot about him. And then he takes Kevin Byard in the third round, a guy that's, that's from MTSU, which is local here in, in Milton C. Right. Um, and we didn't know a whole lot about him. Uh, you know, just because he played at a small school. Um, he, he had an interception in the game against Alabama, uh, you know, played well that year. But, um, you know, and was a guy that a lot of people considered a reach at the time when they took him. Um, but the Titans didn't have a fourth-round pick in that draft. And so I think it was kind of one of those deals where it was a guy John Robinson really liked, and it was like if he didn't take him there, he wasn't going to get it. So, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, yeah, he's been fantastic for this team. I mean, the guy that has been the leader of the defense right, pretty much all whole time he's been here. Um, you know, has, has – makes a lot of plays in the past game. Um, I mean, like – and just is a guy that is steady. He's he's there. He works. He's a good example to a guy like Roger McCreary. You know, young guys coming in um, that that need to see, you know, how an NFL defensive back should carry himself. And Bayard is great with all that. He's great in the community. I mean, just – if you could pick a guy that you want to be the face of your – Franchise, as much as a safety can. Uh, I mean, he's that guy. He, he's been just great for them and has done everything they've asked him to do. Great athlete. Um, you know, there was a game, it was either two or three years ago when, uh, so it was, I guess it was longer than that now, and Mariota was hurt. He was the starting quarterback at the time. They had Blaine Gabbert going against a, a good Houston Texans team, and there's just no way they were going to be able to generate offense in that game. And Bayard was the upback on the, on the punt team, mm-hmm. and threw a they snapped him through an absolute dime to Dane, mm-hmm. Cru- Dane Cruikshank. It was the for the longest time until until Tua did something last year. It was the longest pass by a left handed quarter like by got threw it left handed <laughs> uh, for for like two or three years. It was the longest completion from a, from a left handed awesome. thrower. We'll say um so yeah i mean just a guy that that can do everything that you, you ask him to do and, and you know it's just been um i mean he's he's been pr- one of, probably the most consistent guy on this team for the last five or six years i mean just you don't have to worry he's there you don't have to worry about it he, he's he's gonna be there he's gonna do what he's supposed to do all that kind of stuff
0: he's like uh i'll call him the, the booby miles of uh the titans because it's a and he can pass there you go <laughs> Uh, so, wrapping up here, it seems like the Titans' secondary is pretty young. And then there's Bayard and a couple good safety, another good safety, Namani Hooker. And like I said, a couple of young guys you mentioned, Caleb Farley, um, Harold Landry, and then Christian Fulton is another young guy. So, I'm curious, how do you think they'll stack up against the receiving core with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and
1: Hunter Renfro? Uh, well, I don't know if you saw last night, but <laughs> Stephon Diggs <laughs> yeah. had 12 catches for 100 and whatever yards and three touchdowns. Um, and you know, as well as I do that so much of secondary play is predicated on how good the pass rush is, right? Um, you know, it, it, guys can look like all pros when you have the guys that are wrecking stuff up front and then not as good from behind when, when that's not happening. Now, I, we'll see. Um, hopefully, Christian Fulton can go because he's their best corner. Um, and I mean, he's not like one of the best corners in the league or anything, but he's the Titans' best corner, he's, he's important. Gotcha. Uh, they had they, you know they had Caleb Farley out there who, like I said, was first-round pick two years ago, um, you know, had the back injuries coming out and then towards ACL last year. Uh, and he was terrible last night. I and mean, they ended up benching him and benching him for, like, undrafted guys. I mean, this is not like they wow. have a, a bunch of depth there either. Um, so, you know, if if Fulton can't go, then, I mean, it's a huge concern because, like I said, they – I mean, the Bills didn't have Gabriel Davis last night. And so yeah. you, you feel like that's at least a little bit. I mean, Titans didn't have Christian Fulton. They're like, okay, but I mean, you know, they're missing a guy too. So maybe they could do some things. And it just didn't, it didn't pan out <laughs> that way. So, yeah. uh, I mean, definitely will be concerning uh, with the weapons that, that the Raiders have if Fulton can't go. So, um, like I said, there's, just, there's, there's so many questions. And, you know, recording this on Tuesday night, um, we don't have a, a great idea of who's going to be available to play. So, um, you know, if Dupree's in, if Fulton's in, I mean, I'll feel a little bit better about where they are, but, you know, Fulton didn't practice at all last week. He's got a hamstring injury. I'd be surprised if he plays, but again, that, that's a complete guess at this point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully we get a couple they get a couple of those guys back because otherwise, I mean, it's going to be a, a tough task to, to match up with these guys.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Jimmy. Why don't you go ahead and tell the good people of Raider Nation where they can find you.
1: Yeah. It's the is the website. We will have a ton of coverage obviously leading up to this game. And I will we'll be doing five questions later this week as well. Um, I'm on Twitter at J MCM, And the uh, Twitter for the, the site is at TitansMCM.
0: Awesome. Well, you guys know where to find me on Twitter at M Holder95. Make sure you're following Silver and Black Pride too.
1: Rate, review, subscribe, and download wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, guys.